This is episode 12 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber. Thank you for taking time to listen in as it's less than a week until Christmas 2021 when this show is coming out. When so many shows are off for the holidays, I am continuing to produce fresh content for you as I know firsthand from my personal experience facing stage four cancer. Cancer doesn't pause during the holiday season. Today, we're going to talk about cancer and your career in the first of the first two-part show I've done. There's so much to cover here, and I know you have limited time right now, so I'm going to break this one up. So for this episode, I'll be drawing from cancerandcareers.org, a very helpful resource I feature on the top of page 125 of my Cancer with Joy book. I know many of you have a copy and follow along using that resource. I've enjoyed attending a Cancer and Careers conference in person in Chicago, Illinois, almost three years ago, so I want to guide you right to their helpful information on this topic. We'll also be discussing a great resource from the United States, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. I'll share the link on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page to Cancer and Careers Where to Start page. This includes great information when you've just been diagnosed, including getting organized, managing treatment side effects, and creating an action plan. First, though, telling others at work. Should you tell is the first question you may be asking. Deciding whether to tell is an intensely personal decision. You might feel it is essential to disclose your diagnosis, whether because of personal preference or because you run your own business. Alternatively, you may believe privacy is critical and that, aside from family and close friends, no one is entitled to information regarding your health. Some things to think about as you weigh your options are, what treatment side effects are you likely to experience? How might the law work in your favor? And what is your work environment like? Consider the side effects. In some cases, cancer and the method of treatment can cause side effects such as fatigue, chemo brain, and discomfort, all of which can affect productivity levels, making it difficult to perform your essential job duties. Changes in productivity and or appearance, as well as any extended absences, may give your boss and or coworkers reason for concern. These factors may also cause you to think about whether any modifications or adjustments can be made to your job responsibilities or work environment that will help you feel more comfortable and be more productive and effective. Consider the law. 
In order to request a reasonable accommodation or medical leave, you may have to disclose a medical condition, though not necessarily an exact diagnosis. On the other hand, if you are not seeking protections provided under a state or federal law, such as a reasonable accommodation, time off, or discrimination protection, you are generally not required to disclose any information about health to your employer. Consider the culture. The kind of environment you work in could be a determining factor when deciding whether to disclose your diagnosis to your employer and or coworkers. To get a clear sense of your workplace culture and how you fit in there, here's questions Cancer and Careers suggests you consider. Is your company big and or formal? Is it the kind of place where everyone keeps to themselves? Or is it small, close-knit, and friendly? What are the different kinds of relationships you have with individual coworkers? Is there anyone you feel you can trust with both personal and professional matters? Has someone else at work had cancer? If so, how was it handled? In general, how do people react when they hear that a coworker is ill or dealing with another serious event? Do they resent having to pick up the slack or do they rally to support their team member? Answering these questions can help you predict how your news might be received. Although it might sound cliche, this is a situation in which you really need to trust your instincts because you know your work environment better than anyone. If you decide to disclose information about your diagnosis, the next thing you need to determine is who really needs to know. Telling your boss can be challenging, but doing so can prove very beneficial in the long run because generally the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, protects you only if you've made your employer aware of a medical condition. In other words, what your boss doesn't know could wind up hurting you. You may be pleasantly surprised by the reaction you get. A boss can turn out to be far more than just a supervisor. He or she can be a source of hope and encouragement and potentially act as a necessary advocate. Your manager may have to share your diagnosis with his or her supervisor or with HR, human resources, in order to make sure you have access to all legal benefits, company policies, etc. However, if you would rather that your information not be shared beyond these parties, be sure to communicate this. Your boss may not be the only member of management who needs to know, especially if you are part of the management team. Because your supervisor may have to share information with management or anyone who will be affected, if you have good relationships with those managers, you might find it in your best interest to tell them yourself. 
You may also want to talk directly to your human resources department, if your company has one, as they will have considerable information about company policies. They may also have experience dealing with other employees who are cancer survivors or who have had serious health conditions, in which case they may be able to offer valuable advice on how to tell people and what to expect. Your coworkers, should you tell them? And if so, which ones? It's impossible to provide guidelines that apply to everyone. The answer really depends on your company culture and the relationships you have with your coworkers. Now, how about what to do when you are the employer? If you are one of the thousands of people who own their own business, you obviously don't have to tell the boss. However, there is an equally difficult decision to be made about whether to tell your employees, which may be complicated by the fact that it's not merely a personal issue. Rather, it's something that affects the morale and well-being of your company. If you are regularly out of the office, drumming up business, entertaining clients, or monitoring your company's progress remotely from the comfort of your own home, it's possible your employees will think nothing of your absences. When you're in chemotherapy, they may assume you're in your home office, crunching numbers. If it doesn't affect their day-to-day duties and activities, there may be no reason to tell. However, if you have a strong physical presence at your company, that could make it harder to say nothing. Employees who begin to notice your unusually frequent absences may worry. Even worse, they may talk about it. And before you know it, rumors far worse than the truth are making their way around the office. If you think that could be the case, you may want to consider sharing your diagnosis with a trusted direct report and let that person handle explaining your absences in an agreed-upon way. Many business owners, however, pride themselves on creating a work environment based on transparency. If that's the kind of culture you fostered, then you probably have a close enough relationship with your employees to bring them together and share the news. They'll appreciate your candidness as an expression of trust, and they'll be grateful for the heads up on what to expect and how it might affect them and the company. If you do choose to share, be sure to explicitly communicate what your preferences are in terms of how widely or not you want the news to spread. For example, just to additional staff or to external stakeholders, such as clients, board members, and vendors. Sidebar from me here, you might also let those you tell know when and how you'll be updating them, as in, I plan to email updates every three weeks so they know when and how they'll get more information and aren't asking you. As for when you tell, in most cases, the best time to tell is after you and your healthcare team have determined a course of treatment. At that point, you'll have a clearer idea of how your cancer may affect your schedule, job performance, and or your appearance. 
Then you can decide whether to tell people in advance of your treatment or on an as-needed basis. Just remember that the more notice you give people, the more time they'll have to work with you on solutions. Now, how to tell. Despite all the advancements and innovations in cancer treatment, there are still many misconceptions about what a cancer diagnosis means. Having an awareness of these myths before you start sharing can be helpful so you'll know how to react. The most common misconceptions are cancer is a death sentence, cancer means you'll have to stop working, Cancer automatically makes you less productive, less competent, and or less reliable. Prepare yourself. First, know that it's perfectly understandable to be nervous. This isn't easy information to share with anyone. No matter how close you are with your supervisor or coworkers, there's simply no way to tell how they'll react. However, it's likely they will look to you for clues, so if you're open about it, they'll be less apt to shy away from the topic. You should also prepare yourself for a wide range of responses. Remember that most likely your own reactions to your diagnosis were varied, and if you didn't know how to react, chances are the people around you won't know either. Many will need a little time to get used to the idea. Anticipating possible responses can help make it easier to face those moments. Try making a list of potential reactions, both those you hope to avoid and those you'd like to receive. Some examples include fear, discomfort, confusion, pity, anger, avoidance, support, love, understanding, and sympathy. I'll share a page from Cancer and Careers on the podcast Facebook page on addressing comments at work, but the point is to pivot away from topics you don't want to discuss with others at work. Again, anticipating comments and thinking ahead to plan your response may be useful, so you can change the subject where needed. Here's a couple of examples. After disclosing your diagnosis, your supervisor says, did you smoke or did you drink or did you tan? Response. There is a lot of confusion, complexity, and fear around cancer, so I can understand that you'd be curious about whether I somehow brought this on myself. However, what is important now is how we can work together to make sure that all our goals are still met while I balance both work and treatment. My job is incredibly important to me, so I hope we can collaborate to come up with the best plan of attack. A coworker says, metastatic? Doesn't that mean you're dying? How can you work? Response, 
There is a lot of confusion, complexity, and fear around cancer, so I can understand that you'd have questions about what that word means. However, a lot of people continue to live full, productive lives for many years after receiving that diagnosis. And for me, contributing to the work we do so the team can continue meeting goals and deadlines is part of that. Here's some other tips on how to tell your coworkers. If you're telling just one or two colleagues, create a comfortable, private environment in which to tell them. Reveal only as much as you want to in a straightforward manner. People will take their cues from how you present yourself. Give them a chance to ask some questions, if you're comfortable enough. As you know only too well, some people have no experience with cancer and don't know what you're facing. Explain to your confidants what to expect in terms of future absences and let them know there may be times when your mood and productivity will be affected. Don't be afraid to ask if you can rely on them for help. It's better to let them prepare for handling a few of your duties beforehand than to spring it on them at the last minute. Consider letting people know if you expect your appearance to change in terms of hair loss, skin, and weight changes. Explain to them that it's part of the process of getting better. Most importantly, reassure your coworkers that you're not disappearing on them. You'll still be in the loop with their assistance and remind them that you're still an integral part of the team. Up next, I want to share specifically from the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission site, as it reads, as of this recording, of course. Remember, this will only pertain to the United States, so if you're listening in another country, please search for the similar laws that apply to you in this situation. The Americans with Disabilities Act ADA, which was amended by the ADA Amendments Act of 2008. Amendments Act, or ADAAA, is a federal law that prohibits discrimination against qualified individuals with disabilities. Individuals with disabilities include those who have impairments that substantially limit a major life activity, have a record or history of a substantially limiting impairment, or are regarded as having a disability. Title I of the ADA covers employment by private employers with 15 or more employees, as well as state and local government employers. Section 501 of the Rehabilitation Act provides similar protections related to federal employment. In addition, most states have their own laws prohibiting employment discrimination on the basis of disability. Some of these state laws may apply to smaller employers and may provide protections in addition to those available under the ADA. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, enforces the employment provisions of the ADA. 
Title I of the ADA limits an employer's ability to ask questions related to cancer and other disabilities and to conduct medical examinations at three stages, pre-offer, post-offer, and during employment, before an offer of employment is made. May an employer ask a job applicant whether he or she has or had cancer or about his or her treatment related to cancer prior to making a job offer? No. An employer may not ask questions about an applicant's medical condition or require an applicant to have a medical examination before it makes a conditional job offer. This means that an employer cannot legally ask an applicant questions such as whether she or he has or ever had cancer, whether she or he is undergoing chemotherapy or radiation or taking medication used to treat or control cancer, for example, tamoxifen, or ever has done so in the past, or whether she or he ever has taken leave for surgery or medical treatment, or how much sick leave she or he has taken in the past year. Of course, an employer may ask questions pertaining to the qualifications for or performance of the job, such as whether the applicant can lift up to 50 pounds, whether he or she can travel out of town, or whether he or she can work rotating shifts. Does the ADA require an applicant to disclose that she or he has or had cancer or some other disability before accepting a job offer? No, the ADA does not require applicants to voluntarily disclose that they have or had cancer or another disability unless they will need a reasonable accommodation for the application process. For example, additional time to take a pre-employment test due to fatigue caused by radiation treatments. Some individuals with cancer, however, choose to disclose their condition to dispel any rumors or speculation about their appearance, such as hair loss. Sometimes the decision to disclose depends on whether an individual will need a reasonable accommodation to perform the job. For example, flexible working hours to receive or recover from treatment. A person with cancer, however, may request an accommodation after becoming an employee, even if she or he did not do so when applying for the job or after receiving the job offer. May an employer ask any follow-up questions if an applicant voluntarily reveals that he or she has or had cancer? No. An employer generally may not ask an applicant who has voluntarily disclosed that he or she has cancer any questions about the cancer, its treatment, or its prognosis. However, if an applicant voluntarily discloses that he or she has cancer and the employer reasonably believes that he or she will require an accommodation to perform the job because of his or her cancer or treatment, the employer may ask whether the applicant will need an accommodation and what type. 
the employer must keep any information an applicant discloses about his or her medical condition confidential. Here's an example. An individual applies for a retail clerk position at a 24-hour convenience store. The job posting indicated that the store was seeking to hire a clerk to work from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. During the interview, the applicant mentions that the hours are ideal for him because he will not have to make any adjustments to his scheduled radiation treatments for prostate cancer, which occur in the early morning and are expected to continue for the next five weeks. He also mentions that he has not had any side effects during his first three weeks of treatment. Because the applicant is not requesting a reasonable accommodation and there is no reason to believe he will require one, an interviewer cannot ask him any questions about the need for reasonable accommodation. I've just shared about before an offer of employment is made, and I wanted to keep this week's show to under half an hour since it is a busy time of year. So I'm going to close here for today, and the second part of Cancer in Your Career will be shared next week. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening in. Also tell someone you know facing cancer about this show so they can listen in and catch up on all the previous episodes they're interested in. Contact the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening, and I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a Merry Christmas if you're celebrating as I am and a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry The world is waiting